welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Rich Dotson, here with my fellow nerds, Matt O'Hara. Hello. And Mike Ozipovich. Hi. Today's episode is brought to you by PhenomsFF.com. Join a season-long fantasy football league for money at PhenomsFF.com. Higher payouts, more league variety, and better customer service. Go to PhenomsFF.com today to start a league. And there it is. And here we are for the second time this week, guys. Our first uh, two-episode-a-week episode. How do you feel to be back twice in one week of August? I feel like we just did this. <laughs> I'm excited. Uh, me too, yeah. I like the growth, man. We're doing yes. really good. We've got, yes. got some nice sponsors for you out there and we're coming at you with more information twice a week so yeah we really appreciate everything you guys have done for us help us grow we appreciate the feedback we're getting on itunes um again if you if, you know if you guys like the show we appreciate you getting there on itunes and give us a like give us a rating and give us a review and if you, you know you have facebook with like the other 85 billion people in the world uh, get on facebook and like dynasty nerds uh on facebook too because every article we put on there you know, you're on your phone, you're browsing through Facebook, you see something you may have missed on Twitter or the site, boom, there it is on Facebook. Uh, and it also lets you see all those, some of those good uh, tweets that are out there that you missed. So, or again, if you hate Facebook like me, go, uh, follow me at Dynasty Nerd Mike on Twitter because I prefer that platform much better. Yeah, it's a much better, Twitter is a much better platform. Right. I, we, we could one day do a show in here and sit here and explain how much Twitter is. Here's here is the thing though. If you don't have Twitter, this actually there is people on there. I have talked to people online. Like, well, what do I do if I don't have Twitter? I'm like, you. What, what are you doing, man? Yeah, you just get Twitter. That's just the way. <laughs> yeah. If you do not, if you're out there and you're listening to us and you don't have Twitter, I mean, again, I use my Twitter for strictly because of sports. I mean, in nothing. I mean, I follow a couple other people on my personal account. You know, like just here and there. But yeah, Twitter, man. Breaking news. Get that up to date news as soon as it happens. You know, that's way better than. You can if you get that Twitter news on your phone. You see it before somebody else. You jump on your phone. You can make that transaction way quicker than somebody else. Yeah, and I, you know, it's not to just now we're like promoting Twitter, but like no, some of my Twitter. we're promoting Twitter. It's that great. It's one of the best inventions of my life. Our second sponsor of the day. Right. Some of my buddies that I know in my in the fantasy league that I run, they wait for game day for injury updates it's like dude get on twitter man I'm they just from put the tv from the tv <laughs> man they just sit there and wait for him to come by it's like dude you could have this so uh, as it happens oh, they sit next what to is, grandpa jones with a transistor oh, radio what yeah, is this 2008 right dude i I can't remember how I got by on Twitter, like my Roto World app and my Twitter. It's like it's I don't know where I got by before that because I need my I need my sports information now. Give it to me now. Yeah. So how much is Twitter paying us for that? Uh, for that library, three hundred million dollars. Right. And we're retired. Thanks for thanks for listening to DynastyNerds.com <laughs> podcast. Uh, but no, today, uh, like I said, uh, the, we're gonna do our weekend review episode, which we came out on Tuesday, and today we are gonna do some startup strategy and how we approach our dynasty startup strategy. Now this might carry over to two episodes, but we're going to start it here um, and start early. And we we'll talk about how we think a startup should go. And it might, we all might not agree, but I'll start off with my number one thing here. What I think is really important. One, well, one besides, you know, build your team around young wide receivers, but again, draft picks, you know, where you pick is going to kind of decide that. Cause you're going to let Sean McCoy slip so far. But my number one tip when it comes to a dynasty startup is get that elite tight end. 
That's my number. I've, I've said it a thousand times on air. I've wrote about it. And again, having a Jordan, you know, Jordan Cameron, a Julius Thomas, Jimmy Graham, Rob Gronkowski. We'll see if Jordan Reed can get up there this year. But, you know, every dynasty league I'm in, I have one of those four guys. And, you know, somebody will say, well, how far do I let Jordan Cameron fall? Well, as soon as you think, as soon as Gronkowski and Jimmy Graham go, then you you keep your eye on that and you get ready to draft one of those. Yeah, guys. those I mean, if you're not going to get one of those two guys, those are their indicators as to, you know, where you're going to have to pick the Julius Thomas or the Jordan Cameron, you know, if those two guys are gone, you got to wait. I mean, your, your next pick up, I mean, it's most likely, you know, the fourth round or something like that is where you're going to have to snag these guys. Yeah. Jordan Cameron's right going right around the fourth round. Right. And Julius Thomas, he goes third, fourth round too. Yeah. And again, I mean, for me, that's, it's 50, 50 and Jordan Reed, he's, he's moving his way up there too. Again, I have Vernon Davis weight. I don't have Vernon Davis up there. Uh, very high. He's somebody I wouldn't even really draft for my dynasty team at this point in his career. I mean, I think at this point, Jordan Reed, I would probably take a chance on him in like the sixth round of a startup draft. That seems like good value yeah. right there. But I mean, what do you guys think about grabbing that elite tight ends? I mean, I know we all have in like our dynasty leagues, we all have elite tight ends. Well, I mean, last year in the startup, I, I couldn't believe it. I got Jamal Charles at the end of the first round and then it's swung back around and I got Jimmy Graham there early in the second round. And I mean that that was that was part of my strategy. I mean, two difference makers with your first two picks, and and boom, you know, I won that league last year. So I mean, it it can just set you apart from all the rest of the teams. If you yeah, don't want to. Yeah, I mean that's. I mean, it was it was amazing, and I got the. I mean, I got Jimmy Graham now for the next however many years. You know? And somebody else went in that same. For example, who has the number one pick this year in that startup last year? First pick Trent Richardson. He, second pick David Wilson. He picked. He picked directly in front of me in the first round, and then you know, obviously, directly behind me in the second round. So that that's hurts. that's how much that's how much difference those first two picks can make. You know. Oh, I'm sorry, Julio Jones. He took second, and then David Wilson the third. That's what it went. Oh, that is that is how it went. So Julio got injured, and then uh, you know, obviously, Trent Richardson. So say you terrible. have like the first, you know, like I guess like when I was thinking about maybe talking about strategy, what what like do you have like a a base like a um a structure maybe that you would follow like hey my like my, my top fi- 200 or more so like by position like my first five picks i'm gonna try to go wide receiver wide receiver running back you, you know what i mean like in those first five picks i want to go wide receiver wide receiver running back running back quarterback like you know is there a, see, a safe structure say, to follow i say the number one thing to do here is don't pigeonhole yourself don't don't go in there with a strategy like that. Like, all right, this is yeah, what I'm doing. Exactly I'm going wide receiver, wide receiver. Don't do that because you have yeah. to. Let, the draft's going to come to you. There's right. going to be surprises. Yeah. There's going to be picks that you don't know that's going to happen. Yeah, because and, there's always those guys that are more prepared than the other guys that throw the the rent. The ones that aren't as prepared are the ones that throw the wrenches in your draft. Yeah, I mean, if you have the sixth pick in the draft and you go, say it gets there, and you're like, all right, I'm taking Lashawn McCoy. Right. You know, he's the number one player on my board. I really want to get one of those elite receivers. They all went. You know, I'm happy taking the number one running back in the league, and I'm taking LaShawn McCoy. And you're like, all right, no matter what, I'm taking a receiver uh, coming back for sure. I'm going to take like a Jordy Nelson if he slips to me. But all of a sudden, somehow, some miracle, Eddie Lacy's sitting there when he comes back. You take Eddie Lacy. Right, exactly. Right, yeah. I mean, you want to get as many difference makers, and you identify difference makers, you try to get as many of them as possible early on. And then towards the end of the draft, or the middle of the end, is when you start filling in spots that you need. And yeah. stay younger too. At the same time, stay young. like you're not taking Peyton Manning as a difference maker with the second pick with their second round. You, pick. Have, you yeah. have to have balance. You know, if, if you pick 
you pick two guys that are older, established veterans early that are difference makers. Obviously, in the middle of rounds, you want to sprinkle in some young guys to keep some balance on your team. The first time we ever did a dynasty, how how long ago was that? Uh, like like 10, ten years yeah, ago, 10, eleven, 11 years, years, something yeah. like eleven that. years ago. Okay, eleven years ago. I I that draft, yeah. You know, I'm I'm like, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna go young in this thing, and my team's gonna dominate for years. Yeah, and I I picked so many young players. And my team was just god awful for like the first three years. Yeah, you definitely need players that are going to contribute immediately. And ha- yes, exactly. Also mixed in with, uh, with young guys right. for the future. Exactly. So that's, but you don't I mean, want to go heavy either way. That's something. I mean, I had to learn obviously the hard way. Right. There weren't like well, sites, there weren't sites like ours that that I had access to or podcasts and stuff like that to kind of show you the way. Right. So my best advice is you know try to get a great mix of of youth and experience and 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 in that you also have to get as many playmakers as possible if you want to be contending right away yeah, yeah and if you get on dynastynerds.com i mean that the top 200 set up for that specific reason like it yeah. starts off young and talent young and then you start to see these vincent jacksons in there start pop their heads in there and then it's designed to show you hey you know for example i know specifically uh that tommy who's doing uh at you know at dynasty tommy is writing articles that just went up earlier this week on Monday. His went up the final analysis of his, his his draft, and I found afterwards he asked me to grade the whole draft, and he said, "What do you think of this draft?" And I said, "I really like this guy's Gary's team probably the most. And I like Tommy's team. I told him I like Tony's team, and uh, he's like, "That's funny. You want to know why?" And I'm like, "Why?" He's like, "Gary downloaded your top 200, and he literally went straight down your list." Huh. Yeah. And that's what he did. Like he 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 went off a little bit here and there, but he's right. like he literally went like the position need. And that's what's good about a top two hundred list because you can go down there and there's gonna be guys that are close enough. If you need a running back, you know maybe Vincent Jackson's on that list. But then there's Ben Tate, and you're like, all right, well I like Vincent Jackson, but I got Julio Jones and Jordy Nelson, and you know then you then you have a little bit of flexibility. So right. don't use it as uh one through two hundred. I'm going straight down this list, but yeah. it's a solid guide for that. Right. And you do need balance, and yeah. you do, you do need guys offset. Me and Matt had just we just entered this year. We did a draft a couple months ago, the the Dynasty uh, World Championship draft. And there's a team on there, man. I don't remember that guy drafted almost all rookies. All rookies, yeah. And this and he traded he traded away like all his higher picks for like future first. He has like twelve first next year. I mean, this guy is gonna be. I I feel like he's gonna be dropping out of the league soon. Exactly. Like he's gonna he's gonna lose every game this year. He's gonna be terrible and. I mean, that's not even any fun. You know, it's not, it's not fun having one of those people in your league. I mean, because everyone's just going to beat him week in and week out, and it's not fun for that person that has just all these young people on his team and all their, he's just getting beat every week. Yeah, and let me say this. I mean, the whole point to play fantasy football and dynasty fantasy football, it's not about how sexy your roster looks and how, how you're set up for three years from now because you can't predict the future. It's about winning. You want to do everything you can to win now. Now, if you're an established dynasty league, yeah, there's going to come times when you know you can't win and you got to blow it up and rebuild. But you're blowing up the rebuild to win as soon as possible. So you're not going to make trades just to grab a whole bunch of youth. You know, try and grab some veterans too. You still want to get balance and you got to blow it up. But the goal is, yeah, it's dynasty and you can win five years in a row. But you don't know how these rookies are going to pan out. You don't know how your team's going to pan out. You want to try and win every single year. Right. You want to put yourself into the money. Again, I mean, depth is nice. It's nice to have. And I made this clear example to Juan when he had all those running backs. And Mike had offered at one point Jimmy Graham for a nice package. It was like a first, Torrey Smith, uh, David Wilson, some along those lines. Right. And Juan at the time had uh, 
a, a, a lot of running backs. He had Chris Johnson, Jamal Charles, Doug Martin, uh, David Wilson. And Lynch. And Marshawn Lynch. And he's, and I, I told him, I was like, why? I was like, it's really nice that you had the best running back core in the league. And this is two years ago. I was like, it's really nice that you have this really sexy running back core. I was like, but Juan, you only start two, all right? And you have an opportunity to, to establish an elite tight end here, and you're giving up whatever you're getting up. You're, this is what you're giving up. And he didn't want to do it because he wanted that to look sexy on paper, and he wanted to have the best running back core in the group. And look where you are two years later. Lynch is about on his way out of Seattle. David Wilson's out of the league with a neck injury. Doug Martin looks like his carries are going to be cut, and they're going to use Terrell Sims way more. And then he has, I mean, Jamal Charles, just still Jamal Charles, but all of a sudden he, his running back situation, which was the sexiest in the league two years ago, is now very shaky. Yeah, and, Dynasty switches so fast, man, you and know. that's another proof why you build around young receivers. You establish those young receivers early because you never know when these Doug Martins are going to turn into or these David Wilson. And David Wilson's a bad example because he never did anything great, but. You, these running back situation, it's so fluid with a receiver situation. You have, if you've had Andre Johnson like I've had on my main team for 10 years, you don't have to worry about it. Right. I've had Reggie Wayne for 10 years. I don't have to worry about well, it. Well, can't you say that's the same great. thing that's, about quarterback, though? That's, that's great. And, and the thing is, sorry. To yeah, no, off, go ahead. You almost kind of have to look at it in like two or three-year windows. You have to look at your team like that. I mean, granted, you're going to have this team forever. And those guys, you know, like you're saying, Andre Johnson, you've had forever, and Reggie Wayne, you've had for a long time. So those people will be there for a long time. But like you were saying earlier, the the running back turnover is so high in the NFL. You have to look at it in like almost probably three year windows. Is probably right. Max it's a very solid way to look at the running back. I mean, that's kind of how like I do it now. Like you know, like I in theory would like to draft running backs in the rookie draft. Oh, you yeah. know oh, what yeah. I mean? Yeah. It just stinks when you have the def- holes at the other positions. Exactly. But like in theory. If you have your wide receiver set, your QB set, you can just keep pumping in those those running backs every yep. year. If you find, if you get you on get, that nice run, you get run. three established wide receivers. Is what you're saying, right? And that are going to be there for a long time, and then you can just pump in those. You just keep pumping in running backs yeah. every year. You just keep filling your roster, keep filling them because because eventually, I mean, you're going to have so much turnover that they're going to be valuable. They're and there's good be. value later there in these drafts. There's people like Lamar Miller, right? And not only on top of that. Using these startup drafts, not just people like Lamar Miller, but there's people like Devontae Freeman, Jeremy Hill, Terrence West, that you can grab that are rookies that you know could probably contribute this year, but also then they set you up for the future down the road. I'll, I'll give you another example. I'm in uh, the league I'm in la- that, that started up last year, and I tell people my lineup, and sometimes they can't believe it. And I lost to Matt in the championship in that game, but you know my running back core is, LaShawn McCoy. I don't know. Well, I don't know if you can see it. I'm grinning though right now. Yes, right. I saw it. LaShawn McCoy, Eddie Lacy, Le'Veon Bell, Andre Ellington, Jock Bell. Those are my running backs. It's like my five bases running back. I will be moving one of those guys. But again, I went receiver. I went young talent early. Obviously, I took LaShawn McCoy early. But after that, I, you know, I took Jordan Cameron in the fourth. But after that, I was taking guys that you know Andre Ellington at the time. That was a risk. Le'Veon Bell. He was hurt at the time. Eddie Lacy, I took with the four, in the fourth round of that rookie draft, but at the same time, uh, or I took Jordan Cameron, so I took Eddie Lacy like maybe right after that or right before that. But, it, but my point is, you know, you take, you, as a strategy is you get elite receivers early. And, I mean, they're going to come to a point where like somebody like Aaron Rodgers, yeah, you should probably jump on top of that. Yeah, like how soon would you jump on a QB? Because here's my situation, like, um, 
my redraft league, we've been doing it since early 90s. We we hit the modern age in about 2000 where we start keeping track on the website. So we always say like 10, 12 years or whatever, you know, it, that we've been around. So we're switching it over to Dynasty. It's been forever since I did, you know, since we did our original draft. I got the 11th pick and it seems like, hey, wide receiver is the way to go. But my, my thought is at 11, I pick 11 and... 14 mm-hmm. like what if i went wide receiver and quarterback and like dude i get a wide receiver i don't have to worry about it, and then a quarterback that, do it. no wouldn't and that's and that's what and that's what the consensus consensus seems to be i wouldn't i if i were you i might think of going jimmy graham and then best available right i that. think jimmy graham will be gone though to yeah. be honest yeah. i but think he'll be gone somebody like an alshon jeffrey at 11 right that's yeah. a solid first round pick right uh that it comes with a little bit of risk because he's not really proven which kind of goes off it but i mean I think that's a solid pick at like number eleven, right around like an Alshon Jeffrey, uh, and then coming back. I mean, you could probably get like a Monty Ball. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm a big fan of Ball too, but again, those are that two seems, big that, risks. That, that one seems like a risk to me. And, but I mean, then again, I mean, here's the thing too: when you think about running backs, it's nice to grab an established running back at the same time. The counter counter argument is, is once you get past those good running backs, I mean, it, it seems the drop off is pretty significant. Right. After that as well. I, I mean, I know you're 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 saying you're all for you know going wide receiver early in those drafts. Like, it sounds like the first round. I'm kind of on the opposite end of the spectrum. I think you should you shouldn't. You said earlier you shouldn't pigeonhole yourself, and I don't think you should. I think you should just try to get the most impact impactful player you possibly can with that first pick. Those first couple, I think the first two picks you should take the best player. Okay. On your all board. Right. I thought. The, I thought. Okay. I must have just misunderstood what you're saying. There. Well, I mean, obviously. You know, ideally, if I had a, if I had a top six, and now this is with, before you know now that Josh Gordon's gone, but you know, let let's start here, and then we'll pick this up, and after we get off of uh, actually, you know, but before we get this, let's uh, let's talk about one of our uh, new friends here at phenomsff.com real quick. Um, if you guys aren't familiar with phenomsff.com, you should really make yourself familiar with it. It's a new site that we found. It's fantastic. You know, if you have seven buddies and you guys really want to start a dynasty league and you just can't fill that out, those last couple spots out, and you want to do a 12-man league, not 10, phenomsff.com, you get on there, you pick any kind of league you want. You can go IDP, you can go super flex lineup from $50, $100, $200. With the highest league payouts out there, you can go out there, start it as private, get on phenomsff.com and get your seven guys on there, and then you can make it public and they'll fill out the rest of the league for you. Mike, the owner, has never seen a league fold yet. You pay a year in advance, and it's guaranteed. He, he again, he pretty much guarantees that they will not fail on you. So you're saying you you pay a year ahead, so it's kind of like a deposit, and it, it goes against next year's billing. Is that yeah. Right? So if you get on there, let's say you get on there and you pay a hundred dollars, okay, and then uh, somebody drops out of the league. So next year they go on that, they go on there and they open it up and they sell it and they start bidding on it. And if it only bids for a dollar, then that new team they get that dollar back out of their deposit. And somebody else takes over, and they get to play that year for a dollar. If it sells for eighty-five dollars, that person that made their deposit gets their eighty-five dollars back on their deposit, and gets going on. Say after like three years, you're like, no, I'm just kind of done. It's too much. My schedule is for me, and you you built a good team, and it sells for the full hundred. You get your hundred dollar deposit back, so you're not losing out. So there's incentive to keep your team good and not tank. And only on top of that is, you know, so prevent tanking. They do their rookie draft order determined by potential points, and not their one loss record. This is preventing any incentive tanking. And more than just dynasty leagues on there, too. You know, if you want to get in a high-stakes league, this is one thing I'm joining this year, you know. I want to get in a more high-stakes league this year. I won't say the number, but, you know, a little bit more expensive. You know, I feel like I put in the time. I want to get paid for my studying. 
If you feel the same way that you're really good at fantasy football, you can there join a $500,000 league. Guaranteed, you know, their payouts pay 95% of your deposit on there as well. So if you just want to get in a random league and you know your friends ain't got the cash for it, you know, you can get on there anonymously, join a league, guaranteed payouts, boom, $1,000 league, $500 league, $200 league, and you're getting paid. And again, if you're a dynasty player like the rest of us, you know you know more fantasy football than the most. So get on there and make some money. Phenomsff.com, P-H-E-N-O-M-S-F-F.com. I use it. You should use it too. Yeah, it's, it's a sweet site, guys. Check it out. Yeah, so but like, so let's stay on here for, uh, for example, for like say the startup draft. You know, my first couple things here. Um, let's just stick. Let's. How about we do this for the next couple of like episodes until the season starts with these startups for the first couple rounds. You know, I'm going AJ Green number one overall. You know, Matt, you got number two all over. Who are you going? Uh, that's uh, that's Shady McCoy right now. You go Shady. Yeah. Okay. Number two in a startup draft. Yeah. All right. That's that's surprising. Mike, who'd you go three then? Uh, I think you took AJ Green. Yeah. I, man. Um, Calvin Johnson seems legit. Then right. I'd probably go about. I'd probably go Dez. You gotta go. I think Demarius. You'd have one. to go Demarius yeah. there. So there. I mean, there's so there's, there's six. So that, and I, I think then I would take Jimmy Graham right there after that. And that's seven. So there you go. So our top seven consensus is pretty much what our top two hundred pretty much is right. is Lashawn McCoy the single single back, then Jimmy Graham. And then when you get right outside that, so that's the thing, you don't picture yourself if you want a receiver. So what next receiver would you take? You know, now next year, after this year, say Josh Gordon gets eight games or four games and he comes back and he blows it up again, then you might be thinking Josh Gordon there. But if not, Eddie Lacy's a great choice. Right. Young power back that's going to score lots of touchdowns. Uh, and, and again, sometimes it's going to come to a point, like, do you take the, old, do you take the Adrian Peterson? Do you take, I mean, obviously Jamal Charles isn't old, but you know, Adrian Peterson's up there in age, but he's still a stud. Where do you go? I mean, when, how far do you live? Now, for me personally, I will say this, because my strategy, I'm not drafting Adrian Peterson under no circumstance because of his age. I'm just not. With those first, here's one thing I will say. With my first three picks, I want young, impactful guys. And I'll let that talent of Adrian Peterson, and I'll take a guy a little bit below him, just so I can have that. I'd rather have Jordy Nelson than Adrian Peterson. I kind of feel that you, you got to get him. If there's ultra talented, you got to get them in their prime to be a first round. So I, I feel like Shady McCoy's in his prime. I feel like Jamal Charles is in his prime. I yes. think those guys can be first round picks and are first round picks in startup draft. And Eddie Lacy's on his way there. And Eddie and Eddie Lacy and, and Eddie Lacy for sure. I mean, yeah, he's, yeah. He, he's young and talented. That's the thing. Yeah, that's a good point. In their prime. In their prime. And that's what you want a guy in their prime with those first. I'm not saying this first round pick, right. with your first two picks. And Adrian Peterson, he's a great talent. He's amazing. He's not in his prime anymore. Yeah. That was two years ago with his prime. Probably. And I would say no, no matter what. But then again, if I had the last pick in the third round, if he's still there, then yeah, obviously I'm still taking Adrian Peterson. And my those, top two those kind of, yeah, that. Those kind of guys are, are obviously, at, at a certain point, they're going to become value no matter what. I mean, if Adrian Peterson's there in the third round, somebody's crazy. But yeah, you'd pick him up. Sure. Yeah. And Aaron Rodgers, for me, we talked yeah, about where would earlier, he go? Yeah, where would you go? second. Slow. Right Late the, second, really? Yeah. Okay. Now, is he worth higher? Probably, but here's the thing, though. I'm just as happy getting Andrew Luck later, right? Well, if I can get Luck, which is still going to go too high for me, right? I but, actually had to talk you into in our in our little uh, the one that we're managing together. I had to talk you into. I bought you so hard I on know. it, but I want Eddie Lacy. I know, and you were a little fan of Eddie Lacy, so we came to agreement. We, we did. took Rogers and Lacy. I know. And I was still a little bit, up, but but here's the thing, though, because I'd rather wait to round four 
five and still get some elite talent, and I'm just as happy getting Matt Stafford. I'm just as happy getting someone like a Matt Ryan later in the draft. And that's the thing with these these quarterbacks. Now, I do believe as a strategy that you should get a good quarterback so you don't have to worry about like a Matt Stafford or a young quarterback. But you know what? I'm going to let somebody else take Rodgers, and I'm going to take somebody like Alshon Jeffrey instead and beat you at the receiver position, have a better receiver, and I'm going to let somebody else take Andrew Luck, and I'm going to beat you at the tight end position with my Jordan Cameron. And then I'm going to come back when, like right when I see they're right there, it's like, all right, I'm going to get Stafford or Ryan, okay? So I'm going to get one of those guys. I mean, and you if- have to get one of those young guys, though, because in my mind, like, the the rookie quarterbacks, that, like, every year, like, the odds mm-hmm. of getting a good quarterback is, I don't know. Like, I feel like how, how many impactful quarterbacks have come out in for fantasy-wise? Luck. Luck. That, that's it what, seems yeah, like right. once every, like, three years maybe you right. get a guy that's impactful fantasy-wise. Right. So, yeah, it's a real that shoot. That's why I was kind of, you know, thinking that they might be worth more than maybe what you're saying. But, I, but you here's, know. The, here's the same thing. Though. Here's a counterpoint on that, okay? So, yeah, Aaron Rodgers. Okay, if that's the case, though, and I still and, and here, I'm going to go into my own rankings because I have Rodgers number one. See, so, I have luck number yeah, one on mine. So that's the I case. Would I'm going first. luck then, and I'm going to wait till soon. Then if you really, if you believe in that strategy and you believe you want to get a quarterback then like that, as soon as Rodgers goes, you attack. You're like, all right, next pick. I hope he's there. I'm taking luck. Next pick. That's what I'm doing. And yeah. That's your strategy. My strategy in all new startups is I want Stafford is pretty much my st- Or I want Ryan, one of those two guys. I mean, I agree. And normally I am like wait on QB type of guy. But, you know, we were co-managing that and we were having a hard time coming to an agreement on that. I want on that Antonio Brown. I, and I, I do not like Antonio Brown. So, I mean, we had this conversation back and back and forth. And you know, when push comes to shove, he was he, when push comes to shove, he was the last elite player available at that point. He's the one guy that we said so. for sh- that we both agreed for sure was going to be good. Right. So at the same point, like you can make the argument, yeah, like you, can, if somebody took Rodgers at twelve, I'm not going to say, what are you doing? Right, it makes sense. Yeah. You don't have to worry about you. You have the best quarter fantasy quarterback in the game right now. Yeah, and you can wait. You know, now you don't have to worry about your quarterback forever. Now you just attack that. Now you're the privilege of attacking the rest of that draft without worrying about quarterback. You take somebody like a Johnny Manziel or a Russell Wilson. Or honestly, I would take somebody. I'd be happy with like a Big Ben or Phillip Rivers down the road. Um, so early again, you gotta let the draft come to you, and that's that's a, that's a key point here. Yeah, you gotta kind of play it out. Is what's your league rules? You know, are QBs worth six points? Because mine's only four? worth four. Most are, and that's. We're, a, and that's how I would approach it. Right. Someone came at me earlier, uh, not too long ago on Twitter, and was asking where I would put Luck and Rodgers in a six-point league. And obviously, evidently, based off our conversation here and a lot of the stuff that I read from other sites and you know things of that nature, it seems like wide receiver is the way to go, and I evidently value the quarterback a little bit more, which I don't do in a redraft. I'm definitely, I draft my quarterbacks later in a redraft. Um, but for six points, I was like, dude, you got to draft them. It, it, to me, I was thinking the first round, you know, but maybe, nope. maybe I'm, maybe I'm off base on that. Cause the difference here's again, here's the difference. I mean, the difference between you could set that dude in your lineup forever. I can same, make same case about Alshon Jeffrey. You got You got to look at it long. more as, uh, as not as, as long. How, how much higher is their value than the next lower right. guy? I mean, yeah. Four points, six points for a touchdown. It's it's 
it's not going to differentiate those guys that much. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. everyone's getting six points for touchdowns, unless yeah. it's somebody that's you know scoring way more touchdowns than everyone else, which obviously Rogers does. Yeah. But. See, something like that might push like Peyton Man up a little bit higher on my board. I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna roll. I'm gonna I'm gonna grab Peyton Man here. I'm gonna win a championship this year, and then I'm gonna grab a Johnny Manziel or a Blake. Like we talked on uh, Tuesday, like a Blake Bortles. Right. And I and I like hedging my. And here's the thing, though: if you wait on something like that, you come back. And a couple of rounds later, you take a Jay Cutler, and then you you know what? A couple of rounds after that, you take a Blake Bortles, and do and then you're set, right? I at agree. That quarterback, yeah. and I just, I'm just like again, you know, because let's talk like the first half of a draft here, and then next week we talk about like a second half of the draft. But early on, again, let it come to you. But the key is like we've agreed here is get an elite playmaker that's in their prime, that is, you know, that's not over thirty. That's right around that 25, 26, 27, 20, you know, right around that 28 range. I don't think I pick anyone over 30 until the second half of my draft. Personally, I get people that are in their prime, like 27, 28, and then, and then younger. You, know, you build a solid core. Exactly. You build a solid core and, you know, you could always trade away. If you get, you know, if you get receiver, 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 that's the way it fell to you. Right. Then. Guess what? When somebody else is that went running back, running back, running I was back. I say that if if you did that, then there's somebody that's running back, running back, running back for sure. That that they have that hole to fill. I don't want to keep going on, you know, because I know we're like, you know, whatever, trying to wrap up here shortly. But one of my and just going back to the quarterback thing, and you know, I guess maybe my thought is for like receivers and running backs. I guess maybe I'm more of the guy that like hey i really pay attention to college i pay attention to the rookies where i'm confident now it hasn't always been successful but i'm pretty confident that like hey i can find a running back and rookies to plug my running back and wide receivers to plug my holes the quarterbacks are just like so few and far between of finding an elite quarterback i was like man if i can just sew up my qb boom i, I can make do everywhere else let me come right back at you okay same aspect you know, as a dynasty player, you can get really good value on quarterbacks in the second round that, that, of your rookie no, draft. That, that is true. That is true. Except for like the true phenom guys, like Luck went, Luck went like second overall. Like Cam you Newton can't went get second now. That's true, but Cam you get Newton Cal, had Cal, a, Colin Kaepernick later. I mean, these aren't guys. But again, here, right? But those guys didn't have the uh, the clout coming in as like it's a like, luck. It's like my Jimmy Graham scale. The difference between Jimmy Graham and the number seven uh, tight end is right. astronomical. Astronomical. With the difference true. between the number one quarterback, like Payne Manning. Now, Payne Manning last year, that's not really fair. But yeah, still, he was it, on a different planet. It's really relative. And you know what? Mike Beckley uh, at NFL Beckley sent me a really good thing uh, via email about the. He's like, just look at. And I was talking about the approach of a two QB draft, a two QB super flex league. And he's like, you know, I was like, yeah, you know, I'm thinking about going two quarterbacks early. And he's like, no, man. He's like, he's like, you still want to get your quarterback, but look at this, the, the parody here between these quarterbacks. And he broke down the stats for me, showed me. It's like the, it's just a, again, it, even in a two QB super flex league, the quarterbacks, they're also, the league is just throwing so much more. And it's just more, rel- I mean, guys, Andy Dalton was the fifth overall fantasy football quarterback last year. Andy Dalton, okay? Where oh. do you think you can get Andy Dalton in a startup draft? Uh, Ninth round? I was going to say like yeah. 12th or something like that. And he's late. got a bad rep. Like, his people, for whatever reason, don't like Andy Dalton. Well, but dude puts him, up Him stats, sucking in the playoffs man. doesn't, you know, and plus, he was the fifth quarterback. And I remember he, because I had to start him one week when Drew Brees was on by, and he got me an offer. Uh, but that still goes to show you, you can get somebody like an Andy Dalton, man, 
that could be your number one. He was the fifth overall quarterback. Andy Dalton's, Callum Kaepernick, uh, Russell Wilson, who, I mean, I'm not really huge on him for fantasy number-wise, but, you know, we'll, we got to see what Johnny Manziel is going to turn, turn to. We already talked about Blake Bortles, and those guys are like, those are risks, but the guys yeah, are still there. Risk. I mean, I'm a, I'm a Tana, I think Tannehill could be successful. Uh, you have, um, you know, Big Ben. You have Joe Flacco. I mean, these are guys that, again, their numbers aren't great, but they're all so close together. It's like, all right, you know well, what? I have Joe Flacco, and I know if I was to start Joe Flacco in, in Dynasty, I would I'd be upset. Yeah, I'd be like, dude, that's not good. That's well, no Joe good. And that's when really I went out and got RG3. Okay, but about, okay, let's say, and again, I'll go back to Andy Dalton. Nobody ever guessed that Andy Dalton was the number five overall fantasy quarterback. Nobody would have guessed that. I mean, I think the, I mean, but yeah. you don't, you wouldn't, you would not, not have guessed that like in a rookie draft or anything like that. I don't I think. I traded Owen Daniels for Andy Dalton. I know it was coming with uh, that ginger ninja. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think the bottom, the bottom tier of those, those quarterback ones that I want is probably like Tony Romo. I think that's. Yeah. And he's a question mark too. Yeah, of course he is. I would but... not draft Tony Romo no. for anything. That he's one quarterback I'm up with his back injuries and right, his age. That's done, he's off man. my board. Yeah, he's off my board but too. If but if I could like no if, offense, as my just... second quarterback, maybe and I understand your point because he's going to produce this year and probably next year. But then that's it for me. Yeah, absolutely. He's like a I said, time two, two three year windows. But if if you're waiting on quarterbacks and you end up getting you know like everyone gets you know you get screwed and 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 everyone else is gone and Tony Romo's sitting there, I'm gonna I mean you pick him and and I'm okay with it. I'm not like. I'm not ecstatic, but I'm not gonna. I'm, I'm not okay with it. I'm okay with. I'm okay with Tony Romo. Where does someone like, uh, like, just for example, where does Keenan Allen go? In a, I don't know. Uh, we should talk about it next week. Let's stay. I, I think right. since it's since this episode's almost over, this is obviously a quarterback episode. And like somebody Keenan, but let me go right to teasing next week. I think Keenan Allen should go really high second round. Right. Okay. Real, like, like for example, if you're 11 and 14, took Alshon and Keenan, I would. I'd feel really good about those picks. Right. Um. But and I love so, Keenan Allen. So. so instead of going later on picks, let's let's stick here and let's stay with the quarterbacks on here because I, I like where we're going with this and I think it's going to help people out about the because it's a hard subject to approach when I take the quarterback. And we named a lot of those guys there because then if you're talking about two three year window, Carson Palmer might be a guy you can kind of sit on for about forty five hundred yards uh, for that two three year. But again, I, I didn't like you, I didn't like all those interceptions he threw last year yeah. personally. Yeah, I mean, but, but I mean, there's guys out. I mean, but you can get Carson Palmer as your third string quarterback. Is my point? Oh, he. I mean, he's a great. Oh. He's a great even second string quarterback. I think. I'm, I mean, if you if you got a locked solid See, guy and you got to just throw Carson Palmer in for a bye week, that's great. And you can get him late for sure. So out of the young quarterbacks, obviously it's we. Let's say Luck one. Let's just say Luck one, Rogers two, uh, Stafford three. Uh, I like Cam. Yeah, yeah Cam. I, I think yeah. Cam with his rushing ability. I messed up. Cam three. Yeah. Stafford four. Stafford four. Ryan five. Mm, I've never been a big Ryan fan, but I yeah, I like RG three. I'm gonna still stay. I'm gonna I'm gonna say that he bounces back. That's just my you know just personal preference. That's who I was tossing around between RG three uh, and so and I'm Ryan. outvoting. So let's say say RG three five, Ryan six. Uh-huh. Uh, that's half the league filled out right there. Um. Let's say somebody after him. I'm not big on him, but could you put Kaepernick? There? I think I think Kaepernick's a viable guy. Yeah, I, I would, like Kaepernick. Like I know, and like my, I would better. be. Yeah, I'd be yeah, all right so with Kaepernick. Let's say Kaepernick right. at seven, and these are all just young guys we're talking about, right? Here. So let's say Kaepernick at seven. Um, again, I mean, you're gonna have to his rushing ability. I mean, 
We're not going to throw him at eight, but Johnny Manziel is soon going to be in this uh, category for fantasy number-wise. Not ready yeah, to put him there yet. And I put him at seven. I'm just saying, but he's somebody that's on the rise. Um, so at eight, let's look at somebody at eight. Uh, somebody that's young, somebody that's talented. I mean, I, I probably people will like Nick Foles. I was going to say Foles, yeah. Foles is a solid eight. For being number eight overall for what he right. was last year, eight. I mean, up there. I guess you can't discount uh, the Ginger Ninja, as you coined him over there. You can't discount him. It, so let's put Dalton at nine. Just because of it, just because how much talent's around him right there, and this is, right. these are young guys, you know, like you yeah, know, like, we're skipping over all the old guys, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is you you're grabbing those Tony Romo's, Peyton Manning's, right? I mean, if you because obviously Drew Brees would be ahead I, of a lot of these guys. These these are take. guys that are approaching their prime and, and and younger. Yeah, so that's nine guys. You throw Drew Brees in there, ten, Peyton Manning eleven, and uh, Romo. Yeah, mean, Tom throw, Brady. Uh, Brady. I'm not ready to throw Brady in anywhere, but. So that's 12. That feels really right there. And he's still got guys like Tannehill there on up. Cutler. You know? Yeah, Cutler could be in there. Right. So, so that's all. I mean, all look right. at Maybe you're right. So yeah, that's just right. all those guys right there, those top nine. I so would definitely you, want one of those young guys, though. So that's my point. If you could wait till take the eighth guy and get somebody like a Nick Foles, who, I mean, you're not jumping through hoops. So Mike's shaking his head statically. So say you wait till like the sixth guy for RG3. There you go. So you're letting, you're letting Rodgers go. You're letting. Uh, luck go. Then you're letting Cam go, and you're letting uh Stafford go, and then say so right around there after like four. So you're just say you're right into that like fifth, sixth round where Ryan starts to go and Stafford goes. So sixth round, you can wait. That spot, you that's two running backs, a tight end, and a receiver. Two right. receiver, you know what I mean. And then if, you still get that elite young tight end. And if and that. if you're willing to wait, I mean it's it's something that you can sniff out. You know, you could see it coming if you, if you're waiting for like the fifth or sixth guy. You can see the run coming, right? And you're prepared for it. And this, so that that way, the next time you're up, you know, okay, I got I got three guys to choose from. Yeah, I'm gonna get one of these three guys. We okay. just broke down the QBs for you right there. Yeah, very good. Uh, good uh, that's good information. You yeah. know, I think that sets me straight a little bit on how I'm gonna attack my uh, draft at pick number eleven. I hope we eased some of your words. Yeah, no, yeah, I I did because now I feel like cause I was really like. You know, I really like Andrew Luck, but now, like, maybe I could settle for RG3 and feel confident. So we cover QBs. We all agree that you kind of want to grab a good young tight end. Uh, everything after that is pretty much a crapshoot, like, you know, the Kyle Rudolphs and right. you know, guys of those lines, you know, Tyler Eferts. Uh So next, next, week, next week, let's get into on here. Let's talk about some good. We all know the Monty Ball, Le'Veon Bell, LeSean McCoy, Jamal Charles, Matt Forte, those highest picks. Let's talk about the running backs, the reason why we sh- next week let's get into some of these running backs that allow you to go receiver earlier that you can kind of sit on that we like uh, okay. next week. Yeah. So yeah, tune in next good. week, uh, right around next Thursday, and we'll get in that for you. We'll break down some good value good value picks at wide receiver, and we'll, even d- we'll dabble in some good uh, as at running back, and we'll dabble in some good value picks later at receiver that you can get later, and uh, we covered the quarterbacks there, tight ends. Just get on our uh, DynastyNerds.com, check out our rankings, which we are updated daily, which we have updated this week, and uh, check it out, and get on uh, iTunes, give us a good ranking, get on Facebook, like us, we like you, we're here to help, and check us out. You can check me out on Twitter, at Dynasty Rich. I'm at Dynasty Matt. At Dynasty Nerd Mike. And we'll talk to you guys next week. Enjoy the weekend, guys. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. Make sure to check us out at DynastyNerds.com for up-to-date Dynasty insight. And follow us on Twitter at Dynasty Nerds.